previously on Libel the Bible. Chinese spy balloons. Dad jokes. Akin becomes a sacrificial scapegoat for a military loss following a poorly planned battle. Yahweh steps in and devises a proper military stratagem that captures I and leads to a bloodbath in which Joshua commands his troops to genocide all 12,000 of I's inhabitants. Immediately after this massacre, Joshua obsessively writes all of Moses' laws on stone tablets. Again. The Israelites are finally outsmarted and tricked into granting immunity to the Gibeonites. And now, episode... Yeah, Rust. Episode what? And now... Episode 60. Now we're oh, oh shit! Nice, we that was that's caught. We we started recording. That was on air. Yeah, we're going now, bud. So I opened my uh, bottle of wine with a, a non-traditional corkscrew. It's one of these goofy things that sticks a pin through it. Yeah, the cork, and then you put pressure. You pump it pressure. It looked like in. I, when I showed up, you had like I thought it was an air pump. I thought we were gonna play basketball or something. Right, it's exactly what it's exactly <laughs> the same concept, and it pops out the cork. But you know what the funniest part about this is? No. <laughs> Look at the name of the product. Corky. That's right. <laughs> and I can only think of one thing when I hear Corky. The My Wonderful Life, the kid with Down Syndrome. The actor with Down Syndrome. I was thinking about the movie The Mask, I think. Wasn't that Corky? No, oh, that, that was, wasn't Corky. That, that was, was Rusty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. So, right, so well, Corky was the... It's a I told life. you what it was. My so-called right. life, right. Corky. R- Rusty has come in in full agitation mode today. Um, He's pointed out like several times that he cannot possibly do a single thing with me in the room. I'm so distracting. What's hilarious is that you should take that as a compliment. You're so animated and you're such a character. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, By the way, I just broke this thing. It was a one-time use. It's funny because we're, we're a minute and 15 into the show now. And earlier this week, I was thinking about how you stop this segment like... In our first, like, whatever, 20 episodes, let's say, like, you would yeah. like you would make a segment out of, like, opening the bottle. You would talk about, like, what wine you're drinking. And then for some reason, like, you stop. Oh, like, I stupid. never told you to stop. You just did it, like, on your own. I don't know why you phased that out. And I was just thinking that this week. And then, of course, like, just as that thought occurs, like, you bring it back, baby. All right, I didn't, but I didn't mean to. No. No, so I I'll, caught you. I caught you. Yeah, this is a South Australian 2020 Shiraz. Ooh, of a, a know, Shiraz. It's, it's a red. Like I, I, mm. I don't. I told you I get the four bottles a month from this wine club, and I have you one, probably did. Yeah, see, see what well, I do, and uh, I get three reds and one white. Thinking I'm gonna like a bottle white. of reds. Yeah, thinking I'm gonna like a white, but I never do. So I got to really like, like get on that internet thing and like cancel the white bottle and just keep the reds coming. Because you're reds, woke, right? Because you're woke. Cancel the whites and like go for the reds. Oh, Very nice. Who are the Scott. reds? Who are the reds? Like oh, Native Americans. They used to call redskins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking out for the. They for the... used to call them redskins up until <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> well, because there's none left. You know man. what the name of the new team is, is by it... the way? What they name themselves? It's terrible. Their jerseys are terrible. Uh, They're the... the Washington Commanders. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. And their jerseys are awful. The Cleveland Indians are what? The Guardians now? The Guardians. Yeah. I wonder if the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, right? They did. I wonder. Are they going to change that? That's just—it's distinctly native. They have arrowheads in their logo and stuff, right? That's a. Uh... What's hilarious about this whole situation is it's—it's it's basically white people arguing with each other. Yeah, that's great, right? Because Native Americans 
they didn't give a f- like Native Americans do not want to be called statistically Native Americans. Like they're Indians. Like they've accepted that they are called Indian. Um, just like Latinos fucking hate Latin X. Right, like right. they hate that term. Like ninety five percent of them hate it. So it's it's like a bunch of like liberal suburban oh, white yeah. people like that, yeah. language policing other suburban white people. Of course. What I wonder what Native Americans and I'm not gonna call them Indians because I think it was weird that they were called Indians in the first place. But um do they do, do they still do a lot of tribes still have their native tongue or are they completely like English now? I'm not sure. I wonder what they call themselves in their native tongue. It's probably, you know, probably Maybe tribal names, maybe they call them by their tribe. They've probably names. preserved their native tongues, but maybe most of them, you know, probably do not speak their native tongues. Mm. It's like a lost language for a lot of them. Uh, well, that's a damn shame. Um, Way to go, England. <laughs> when I was out in Albuquerque this past year, we went to the Hamas Mountains, which is, I don't know, let's say an hour and 15 northwest of Albuquerque. Mm. And you go up into the mountains. They're they're beautiful. There's like streams. The The mountain faces are gorgeous. Um, but you're driving through a reservation. I forgot who. I forgot which which tribe's reservation. Mm. Whoever, like Albuquerque. I'm not sure. I'll, I can ask Amy. She's downstairs um, right now as we're recording. Um, but I just remember looking as we were driving through the reservation and thinking about, first of all, it's an hour outside of the city. Mm-hmm. How there's nothing around the reservation. And it's like, we put these people, we gave them this plot of land an hour outside of civilization, we've given them nothing. We've told them, like, this is your land. It's dead land. It's like the desert. Nothing grows in it. It's almost impossible. Um, They're removed from everything, and it's like, how do you expect them to thrive and survive? I believe there was a point where we actually, after the Trail of Tears, and we put them on, on reservations, and we promised them, like, this is your land. And then, like, gold or oil was discovered on the land, and they moved them again. It happens constantly, <laughs> right? Like, we make covenants with them and treaties yeah. with them that we're constantly, oh, like, breaking. Nice. Oh, you think I was, like, making a Bible reference? Yeah. Are you yeah. trying to say, like, what if God was the United what? States of America? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're as uh, admirable, you know. They're as yeah. trustworthy. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, I wanted to also commend you on, I was looking through our website, libelthebible.com, for oh, those of you that haven't uh, seen it, check it out. Uh, for optimal viewing experience, I would recommend like viewing it on a computer. Yeah, I haven't uh, upgraded the standards to include mobile, because that's a new thing, people looking at websites on their phones. <laughs> yeah, I hear people like to look at stuff on their phone nowadays. Um you know, if you're between 18 and 27, let us know, like, what you prefer. <laughs> do you prefer your mobile device or do you prefer your desktop computers? Like a tower on the bus to show somebody. <laughs> yeah, your iMac. <laughs> so I was looking at the website on the computer because I was using the computer because computers still are necessary, believe it or not, for certain things. Uh, they're much more, um, you know, uh, Content convenient. Content and what I love was this. So there's a section called What If God Was, right? Yeah. And it's a picture of the woman who sings that song. Is that Taylor Dane? Joan Osborne. Joan Osborne. So it says, what if God was, dot, dot, dot. And it's like a picture of her singing. And under, underneath, there's some boxes. The first box is an administrator. What if God was an administrator? And then there's like a photo of a woman with like a clipboard. Some and she's writing in it. Right. <laughs> then it says, what if God was 
Hitler. And it's like a picture of Hitler, right? So you're getting the idea. The one that I found the funniest was, what if God was a failed operating system, right? And now, okay, so I want the audience to think. What if God was a failed operating system? Mm. What picture would you have chosen? What is a failed operating system in the audience's oh, mind? I gotta and what in. God... And I'm, God. That was a Freudian slip <laughs> if I've ever heard one. And if Scott... what Scott chose Windows Vista <laughs> as the operating system, which is hilarious. Oh, okay. And I'm going to tell you this, Scott. I think it gets a bad rap. You always defended that operating system. It was slow and clunky and had mad driver issues. It was awful. I'll but, tell I mean, you listen, why. You might have gotten it going. The reason why Vista got a really bad rap was because Vista came out and people put it onto old, outdated boxes that mm. were not prepared for Windows Vista. Mm. And so everybody complained and the drivers were wonky and this and this and this. By the time I purchased a computer that had Vista on it. Vista had been out for a while. Hardware had already upgraded. So for me, Vista was a very like seamless experience. It wasn't like what people had said. And I'm not saying XP wasn't the shit. XP was universally right praised as the primary best operating system yeah. and it had a lot of years to get there also it was entrenched for a long right. time it was so it was hard to pry people away from that yeah it was a progression from 95 yeah. to 98 to 2000 the millennium edition Ooh, whatever. i could have put millennium edition in there too but that was too old. yeah but i think vista has a bad rap but like i said i thought it was really funny that like vista is like it's kind of like mp3 players right What's the first MP3 player, like the original best one that everyone had? Oh, the, uh, the iPod. The iPod. You know what I had? I didn't have an iPod. I didn't have an iPod either. I couldn't afford that shit. I bought a Zune. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Let me tell you something. <laughs> oh, it was the best when I got Zune it. Zune was the best. Yeah. You didn't have to install iTunes. You didn't have to install proprietary software right. to get like shit onto your Zune. You could draw. You can uh, drop and drag files directly mm. onto it. It had a video screen. It was awesome. You know what the problem with Zune was? Everybody bought iPod, so everything was made. All accessories, all like mm. speakers, like external speakers. Hotel rooms had like those docks that you could put sure, your sure. iPods into, right? So the only reason people didn't buy Zunes was because shit wasn't made for Zune. But the only reason shit wasn't made for Zune was because everybody bought an iPod. And why did everybody buy an iPod? Because it's a goddamn fucking cult. Apple is a fucking cult. Yeah. They are. <laughs> you don't agree with that? <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. Um, I actually have never seen a Zune in the wild. <laughs> I've never seen I one. loved it. I had a. I had something. It was an 80 gigabyte. I, I, I bought a Zune. girlfriend at the time, a iRiver mm-hmm. MP3 player. I don't even know if that's a company anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of a company it was before. And it was stylish, and you could wear it on your arm. Nice. It was like wrist. But it only had like 256 megs or something astronomically oh, small. that's nothing. So I bought, well, it was in the beginning of all this. And it was still hundreds of dollars. Um, I mean, at 128 kilobytes per second, you can get like an album at like 80 megs. So yeah, you, could, you could fit like yeah, three listen, or four yeah, albums yeah. onto that. So like every other electronic device I bought for a partner, it ended up being mine because, you know, that's yeah, why I bought it anyway. Sure. I knew they didn't want this shit. So it was good for like a, you know, a couple of days in the gym, you know, back when that was a thing too. That's pretty nice. Yeah. So um, you know I, have, I have an, wait, wait, I, have, I bought an iPod Classic maybe 
11, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. right? And it was funny because when Hurricane Sandy hit, we had no internet, we had no nothing, so we had an iPod classic full of music, and that's how I, you know, worked in my house playing that music with a docking station on, on a Bose or whatever. I remember that. Yeah, and to this day, you still need iTunes software to access it, but now it won't access it. So now I've got basically a brick. I have a time capsule. All the music's on there. I can't take anything off it or on because it. Because you need to update it to access iTunes, but you can't update it because Maybe. it's like... I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know at this point. I did, I, but strangely enough, I tried to do a factory reset on it. Maybe that was the problem and wipe it out. It says factory reset complete, except all my music is still on there. So it's just wonky acting. So no, it's So not. I have a time capsule of 11-year-old music on there. So my dad has an iPad that's old, and you can't like install games on it anymore that like are regular games that he used to play all the time. But the game's now updated for a particular like oh. OS. But the iPad is so old that it that OS isn't supported on that iPad, so he can't like install casino slots or whatever. As an example, you know what That's I mean? Bullshit. No, Apple is fucking bullshit. Apple yeah. is bullshit. I heard a rumor that you know the uh, the European Union was sick of their shit with the proprietary co- power charges and everything. They made them go to micro uh, whatever. USB-C. USB-C, thank you. So uh, there was actually uh, a post on Reddit today about like something has leaked, like the first like images of the iPhone, whatever, 20, whatever, have leaked and with a USB-C. I heard that it's coming to America. It's about effing time, man. Nice. Um, USB-C now has the whole Thunderbolt protocol, which was an Apple, I think, exclusive protocol, mm -hmm. and somehow they merged it into USB-C, so I guess the it's capable of the same shit. So there's no need for a different sized plug. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can keep talking about this because I think this is the kind of content that drives like our 18 to 27 demographic. We're talking about 20-year-old <laughs> MP3 players? Yes. A lot um, of these people listening probably didn't realize it was separate devices. It was always on their I mean, phones. Look, if you're 18 and this is your first time listening, this this is the kind of content you can expect. Next week, we'll be talking about rotary telephones. <laughs> <laughs> I have one here somewhere. Um, what else? What else can we talk about? Uh, you know what I do want to talk about, Scott? We are getting older. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we we are desperately trying to cling on to our younger listeners. <laughs> cling on, you know, trying to understand why we're not getting more of them. It could be because we're older, and the things we discuss, you know, are older. And I've started to realize something, Scott. All of the people that I have grown up like admiring, like artists, mm. are all dying now because they're old as fuck. Mm-hmm. They were know? old when you got into them, so. Well, yes, and I was younger and they were older, but they're all now in their late 70s and 80s. They're all dying. And that's gotten me thinking about death. Yikes. Like the inevitability of my death, the inevitability of everyone's death. Um, And it's a good subject to discuss because we are doing the Bible, and religion is one of those... (laughs) Loves uh, to kill. Answers to death, right? Like what happens? <laughs> They're also when the you reason die. for the most, most of the death. <laughs> That's a good point. Religion not only answers things about death, it also causes that. So death. instead of thinking about death, maybe we should focus on like Lizzo or something, <laughs> something a little more, you know, you know, uh, current. All right, you want to talk about Lizzo? <laughs> well, I'm not prepared to talk about Lizzo. But... I do not get Lizzo. She plays oh. violin, right? I thought she sings. I think. Oh I no, flute. She she's a she's a flautist. A flautist. I mean, I guess she sings also, but like her instrument. Hey, if you got it, flout it, right? She's a fl- <laughs> she's a flautist. So Scott does not want to talk about death. As a no, subject. no, no. We can talk about death, man. Okay. Do you ponder your own mortality? 
I I do, and part of my having to go into therapy is I had a lot of health anxiety with all my PTSD and all that stuff, and it morphed into a health anxiety, which caused physical problems. But that wasn't because so, you were old at that point. No, nah, I mean, but listen, it only, stopped, it, only, well, it only stopped a few years ago, so I got to be honest with you, no, I am not I am not actively considering my own death at this point. Right, well, I mean, I don't know how you define that either, actively considering your own <laughs> yeah, death, so, you know what I mean? Like, um, It's not something I dwell on much. I still think like uh, I have things to work for and things to do sure. and things I want to accomplish. And sure. I think when you stop having that, that's probably when you spend too much time thinking about death. Right. Like, you mean like, oh, what am I living for? Again, what else I got I, going? I, I, I don't think that I'm spending too much time thinking about it. I think that maybe the way I explained it gave you the wrong impression. Why don't I give you this phone number? Call them and let them tell you if you're thinking about it too much. So I'm just saying now that like, you know, we're in our 50s. 50. We're in our 50s. All right, man, stop. I told I spoke, I don't know, a couple of months ago. I told you about how like I'm completely out of the loop now. Like I used to I used to have like my finger on the pulse of like, you know, the zeitgeist of the uh-huh. day. I mean, it says you. And it's know. becoming harder and harder now to do so. So, even though I said that I'm considering like I'm thinking about death and my own mortality, I'm also on some level beginning to embrace my age. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to throw on this stick song, <laughs> you know? I'm going to throw on some Scorpions and fucking rock out to it while that's I'm all, driving. That's all 70s stuff, right? That was actually kind of before your time, no? I mean, yes. You had older, you had older siblings like I did, so we heard some music well, that was Sticks a little Well, Sticks was in the 80s, too. Sticks, Sticks was in the 80s. Is that the the Scorpions one, uh... were very popular in the 80s. Take me. To the magic of the moment. Who's the one on singing? The, who's the one singing "Rock You Like a Hurricane"? The, that was also the Scorpions, oh, and that was yeah. in the '80s also. What about Gorky Park? That song about Gorky Park. That's the song I was just singing. Was it? All right, you weren't singing. Take very well. <laughs> me oh, to know. the magic of right. the moment on a star. Was that also? That's also night. Scorpions. Or that was Sticks. That's the one. That's the Scorpions. <laughs> It's like, holy fuck, man! It's like talking so, to an eighty-year-old. So, what, what's a Sticks song? Give me a Sticks song. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. When I think of sticks, I think of pretzel sticks. I like me some good pretzel sticks. All right. So you want to get into the Bible, Scott? <laughs> I want to get into a bag of pretzel sticks now. All right. Yeah. Anything to distract you from your fucking thoughts of your own death, man. Whatever it takes. So Joshua ten. Um, we left off. I don't even remember. I mean, we did a previously on, but I'm trying to remember. <laughs> We left off. Oh, yes. So the Israelites, they had that one defeat because it was really poorly planned. Yahweh had nothing to do with the planning of that, as you pointed out. Yeah. So they scapegoated that one guy. You know, they were like, oh, he he's the reason we lost because yeah. he stole a mantle. <laughs> yeah. Like, what kind of stupid story was that? So Yahweh then like told them like what the plan was. <laughs> they were victorious, obviously, and they were like, "Oh, it's because we didn't steal anything." No, it's because you didn't fucking send like only two men. You sent like everyone. So can I point something out? <laughs> yeah. So when they get defeated, they don't blame God, but when they scored a touchdown, they praise God. Right. So even back then they were doing that it's, shit. Yes. Bob didn't come prepared, so it was his fault we lost. Oh, praise God that we all worked hard for this. He's yeah. he's trained them because the second that you start complaining about Yahweh, you know what happens. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you don't know what happens because there's a variety of things that can happen. The earth can open up underneath you. 
a giant lightning bolt can come down from the can sky. We speak about the earth opening up. You know about that that big earthquake that happened in Turkey and Syria. I saw a clip where the guy was like hit like a vineyard Over or something. Forty thousand people. I'm not even talking about the death. That's death unbelievable. Count. That's Joshua on a Tuesday. Fuck that. It's nonsense. So um, they showed a news reporter. The guy had like a vineyard or so. I want to say it was a vineyard. And he was like, well, here's my vineyard. And they start walking. And then all of a sudden, there's a canyon. Wow. Like hundreds of feet wide. Yeah. And on the other side, his vineyard continued. And when they took it like an aerial shot of it, you realize, holy shit, the earth ripped apart. Yeah. Like, I understand you see cracks in the ground. This was like full to your death kind of canyon. Wow. Yo, it was crazy. So it must have been like right on the fall, right? Yeah. That I don't know. I mean, maybe. I right know. on the plate. Yeah. I saw somebody posted on Reddit yesterday a swimming pool. It was like closed circuit TV footage of a swimming pool during the earthquake. So it's like you don't like see the building collapse because that's tragic because you know there's people in the building. So this is just like an empty swimming pool. But like watching the water, it, it doesn't only sway back and forth. There's like this interesting shape that starts to take place it kind of starts getting sucked down too it was crazy i've seen photos of buildings on top of cars because the earth shifted the building so far the building didn't collapse the earth moved the building out into the street where there are parked cars and buildings are on top of cars it's that's crazy it was crazy that earthquake was a tragic, tragic yeah, earthquake. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not saying in the United States there's no corruption because there obviously is. What I am saying is if we had an earthquake like that, yes, shit will collapse just like it did in San Francisco and sure. that bridge collapsed, right? Just like some buildings will collapse. That will happen. You can't prevent that. But not like 40,000 people dead, entire like neighborhoods, like entire neighborhoods. And that is because of corruption. That is because of shoddy like workmanship. I like how the government's going after those contractors now, but it also deflects from the fact that you're the ones that took the bribes from those contractors, too, you know? Right. Somebody's got to pay the price. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? Don't be on the end of that stick. So, Joshua 10 um, starts after uh, Yahweh formulated the plan for them to defeat like those cities yeah but then there was one group of people the gibeonites Gibeonites. slick bastards yeah they were all slick they decided to like pretend they're not from around here (laughs) (laughs) because yahweh's orders are kill everyone from around here and josh Josh was like why are you showing up at scott's wardrobe this old dusty (laughs) worn out shit it's like that meme you know um with uh, Steve Buscemi, he's in high school and he's got like the skateboard over his shoulder. He's like, hello, fellow kids. <laughs> he's like trying to fit in, you know what I mean? But it's like Steve Buscemi and he's dressed like in a hoodie. He's got like the skateboard. He's like, hello, fellow kids. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, hello, you know, we're not from around here. So we start right after the Israelites realize that these people have deceived them. However, um, they're going to make them their slaves, even though the Israelites have promised not to kill them under false pretenses. They're basically like, not slaves, but you're going to be like our wood. Co- you're going to do like all the dirty shit. Yeah. And listen, I can respect at least that they didn't break the covenant and the promise they made with them. I don't respect anything about what's going on, but to some small degree, at least they didn't turn around and go, oh, you deceived us. And that's what could kill you. Haha, ha, we got caught in a contract and we're going to abide by it. Yes. So I mean, we're going we're to twist it around to our advantage, of course, but. Right. They're being honorable. Yeah. Yeah. 
By the way, in this contract, did they promise to defend these people also? That's interesting because we're gonna we're gonna well, come to that. That's yeah, why yeah. I that's oh. why I asked because I don't recall that part. So it seems like once again they're like deceived. It, it seems like they don't remember like the covenants that they sign. <sighs> yeah, we shall see. Because the Gibeonites are gonna be like, oh, we're blah blah blah. You have to help us, and they're like, okay. Yeah. So in Joshua 10, the sun stands still, which is a funny uh, title. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the king of Jerusalem looks out his window, sees the, the Israelites fucking everybody up. So he makes he gets on the phone with Hebron, Jamuth, Lachish, and Eglon. Yeah. And he said, let's get together because we can't defeat the them by themselves. The heads of all the five families. Five families get yeah. together. Is this the first mention of Jerusalem? Well, Maybe. We mentioned I don't Jerusalem know. Before. I don't know. Ah, all right. So... Uh, they get together and they decide to attack Gibeon because they still, they're not going to go right against Israel, but let's go take out their fucking allies. How's that go for them? <laughs> so in Joshua 10, uh, verse 5, then the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon gathered their forces and went up with all their armies and camped against Gibeon and made war against it, right? Yeah. Um, and it didn't go well for them at all. Um, upon seeing the Amorite armies, the Gibeonites sent word to Joshua, asking him for his help. Yahweh told Joshua not to worry. He's going to take care of all these invading forces. Um, but just in case, Joshua's like, you know what? I'm going to bring my fighting force with us anyway. Yeah. Um, and so in verse uh, 10, and the Lord threw them into a panic before Israel, meaning the invaders and the Lord threw them into a panic before Israel who inflicted a crushing blow on them at Gibeon chased them by the way of the ascent of Beth Haran and struck them down as far as Azika and Makeda as they fled before Israel while they were going down the slope of Beth Haran the Lord threw down huge stones from heaven on them as far as Azika and they died there were more who died because of the hailstones than the Israelites killed with the sword. Yeah, I like this. So this this brings to your question: Did they have like some sort of mutual defense pact, like sign? Like is this like NATO? Like attack on one is attack on all? Yeah. Like Israel could have said, Nah, man, we ain't coming to help you. Yeah, like, because I don't like, remember they, that kind of a covenant between them. But you know what? Hey, good for the Gibeonites. They're like, oh shit. Is it good man. for the Gibeonites? I, I mean, it's not bad for the Gibeonites. I mean, worse things could have happened. But what I don't like is Joshua shows up with his all the mighty warriors. Can you really call your team mighty warriors if the Lord is making it all happen? Yeah. Well, the question like, is... Like, they weren't so tough when the Lord didn't get involved. But is the Lord, like, making it all happen? We're going to get right back to the show. But before we do, we'd like to invite you to come visit our Patreon. Each week, we discuss a new topic at the intersection of society and religion. We explore the encroachment of religion onto secular institutions, such as schools, workplaces, and government. In addition... We'll investigate whether religion practices what it preaches. So, after this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash libelthebible and join in the conversation. And now, back to the show. All right, so let's talk about the hailstones. All right, go ahead. They're always on the retreat. When they kill people on the retreat, they're always going down a slope. So I'm imagining, for some strange reason... The armies meet on top of a mountain to fight, and they run out. Oh, you're shaking your head. What do you, what do you mean? The city is, is built, built high. 
on okay. top of a slope. Right. Easier to defend. Yes. Okay, fair enough. All right. So what all right, so in the distance there's always a mount something, right? There's a mount somewhere. Okay. I, I am just proposing that perhaps these stones coming down from the heavens is like a volcano erupted at this moment. Or sure. there's some sort of maybe not an eruption, but maybe like a Sure. Or maybe like, like the or top maybe, of the mountain blows up. Or maybe off, there were no stones and maybe this is all made up. <laughs> maybe. But. And by the way, it's funny. So it says as they fled before Israel, while they were going down the slope of Beth Haran, the Lord threw down huge stones from heaven on them as far as Azekah, and they died, right? Mm. And then the next line has like Yahweh's fingerprints all over it. Like that's why I believe sometimes when they say, oh, like Yahweh inspired this. No, Yahweh didn't inspire it. He fucking threatened these motherfuckers to write all this shit about him. Oh. And he was like, and make sure you let people know all those motherfuckers that died, it was because of me. Because the next line is, there were more who died because of the hailstones than the Israelites killed with the sword. So he wanted people to know, I'm the one that killed everyone. And that's why he's behind blaming the guy for stealing the mantle. But in the the new attack that succeeded, he he took credit for all of it. He's a front runner. So he's the one. He's a bandwagon He's the fan. reason today why people thank God for winning the game, but not yeah. for losing the game. Yeah. Hmm. Well played, Yahweh. Yeah, Yahweh's a scumbag. We go on in Joshua 10, verse 12. Mm. On the day when the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israelites, Joshua spoke to the Lord, and he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still at Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Ijalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stopped until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. I got something to say. Joshua takes a huge risk here. Joshua's feeling himself here. Like, he's now telling Yahweh, stop the sun and the moon, and basically, I'm assuming this is because they want the sunlight, because they want to kill everybody. It was getting dark, and you can't find people in the dark, so he's like telling Yahweh, stop everything. We need the light. Let's kill everybody. So now I'm like, what if Yahweh like went, whoa, whoa, guys, can we do that? Can we actually stop the sun? They start breaking out manuals. They were flipping through books. Wait, this like, isn't right. What the fuck? Where's my Paula trick book? So This yeah. is not part of the proprietary software that we have. Yeah. yeah. It was like a, do you think do you think Joshua had to go, I said stop the sun and the moon? Like, uh, it, just dramatic pauses. That's just a dramatic pause. It continues. Yeah. Is this not written in the book of Joshua? By the way, the book of Joshua, I don't know. Did you look up what I the book didn't. of I didn't. I was going to ask about that. So, okay. uh, so the book of Joshua was probably a collection or compilation of ancient Hebrew songs and poems praising like the heroes of Israel and their exploits in battle. All right. So hmm. it's, you know, I don't know when it was written. So is it not written in the book of Joshua? By the way, that's like having a conversation with someone. And they're like, can you prove that God doesn't exist? And you're like, well, can you prove that God exists? And then they'll cite something in the Bible. Yeah, it's, and it's like, no, that's that's not how things work. It's circular Just because it's in, right. <laughs> Is this not written in the book of Joshua? The sun stopped in mid-heaven and did not hurry to set for about a whole day. There has been no day like it before or since when the Lord heeded a human voice for the Lord fought for Israel. Yeah. So. I got questions, man. You're right. Joshua took a huge 
huge gamble, <laughs> you know. But yeah. the Lord, He did it. So this is what this is how this whole thing happened. When someone was telling the story of how they 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 killed all these people, what is what what. what what, 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 which people did they kill? I don't know. Oh, the Gibeon. They killed the Jerusalem right, 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 people. Right. And so when people, no, they didn't kill the Gibeon. No, they, it, they were Gibeon. defending. They were defending Gibeon. Yes. yes, yes, yes. So this didn't hold up under scrutiny. So somebody was telling the story, and they're like, "Russ, man, what time and day did this attack happen?" Oh, it started about six p.m. So wait a minute. You mean to tell me between six p.m. and sunset, you had enough light to kill all these people? Well, were, wait, 6 p.m. That's like around sunset. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So the be, the attack began at like 6 p.m. By the time they got there, they were investigating. So you mean to tell me uh, they were successfully able to do this? No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. No, Joshua specifically said Yahweh stopped the sun because we need. Oh, really? That's what happened? Well, wait a second. Stop the sun means if the sun is in the sky, it doesn't move. Right. right? To keep the sunlight. To keep daylight. Okay. So what I'm saying is. Under investigation, the guy was like, yo, what time did this battle start? Oh, about 6 p.m. So you mean like in an hour and a half, you rounded up everybody and killed everybody. You had enough light. And then you realized, oh, my story's falling apart. So I go, no, Joshua commanded the sun to stop. So God did that. And they're like, wait a minute. What do you mean this happened? And then they went, it was written in the book of Deshaun. Didn't you read it? Yeah, I got to say, I'm completely lost. You're not following me? I'm completely not following you. All right, man. What's 6.30 have to do with it? Why is it 6.30? Because it's got to be close to, like, darkness. Why? Okay, it could be 3 o'clock. Okay, let's say it's 3 p.m. And uh, and the sun sets at, let's say, 7. Okay. So under interrogation, you say, you mean you rounded up all these people and killed all of them in four hours? So you're saying that stopping the sun means darkness? No, stopping the sun means... We're extending the light, so you have time to kill everybody before it gets dark. That's why he stopped the sun. No, this was after he killed everybody. He asked them to stop the sun, just as a sign that, like... Sun, stand still at Gibeon, and the moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. See, this is the problem with the fucking Bible. Like, they they tell you about all this shit that's happened, how God has rained stones down upon people. And then you're like, and then Joshua said this, but actually Joshua said this before God. Right, it's out of order. You're right, it's out of order. It doesn't make any sense. So fucking book Fuck is out these of order. fucking people, man. I'm fucking tired of these. So people. basically, this is all revisionist history, right here. All right, I sure. I'm I'm glad you caught that. Yeah, man. That's what all I right. do. <laughs> so after this fucking battle, after the sun stood still, after all that, these five fucking Amorite kings, they fucking fled and hid in a cave. Yeah. Okay, but of course they were soon discovered. And in Joshua 10 verse 18, Joshua said. Roll large stones against the mouth of the cave and set men by it to guard them. But do not stay there yourselves. Pursue your enemies and attack them from the rear. Do not let them enter their towns, for the Lord your God has given them into your hand. Of course, Joshua wants them to attack them in the rear, you know what I mean? (laughs) No, I don't know what you mean. Well, you know, Joshua... All right, so what is this evil James Bond villain plan? <laughs> like, let's instead of going into the cave and grabbing them or going in there and killing them, let's wall them up like Edgar Allan Poe style and leave them there for a while while we go route their cities. <laughs> like, it's, I mean, it is devious. It is devious, but it seems like a lot of fucking work. <laughs> it's rev- you know, like sometimes you got to teach these fucks a lesson. 
Listen, if you're going to kill everybody that you're trying to teach the lesson to, the lesson's wasted. Yeah. You're going to kill them anyway. Well, they that's and speaking of they're going to kill them anyway. So after they fucking route like the whole town, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone returns safely to like camp. Um, Joshua said, open the mouth of the cave and bring those five kings out to me from the cave. And then we skip down to verse 24, Joshua 10, verse 24. Oh, dude, I have to stop you. I'm sorry. Sure, go ahead. There was one when Joshua and the Israelites had finished inflicting a very great blow on them, <laughs> giggity, until they were wiped out and when the survivors had entered into the fortified towns. So some people did escape into the towns. Okay. And then I guess they get they follow up later and clean up afterwards. I just thought that was weird. You thought that was weird. <laughs> you thought that was weird. That's the weird part that's, that you highlighted. That's strange. All right. Okay. All right, so yeah, he brings the he brings the kings out now. So Joshua 10 verse 24, when they brought the kings out to Joshua, Joshua summoned all the Israelites and said to the chiefs of the warriors who had gone with him, "Come near. Put your feet on the necks of these kings." Then they came near and put their feet on their necks. And Joshua said to them, "Do not be afraid or dismayed. Be strong and courageous, for thus the Lord will do to all the enemies against whom you fight. Like, why do you have to tell them that? Like, they've already routed these people. Like, now you're scared to put your foot on the king's neck? I don't know. I think you have to understand, Scott. These are people that don't have, like, a land, right? So all of this is, like, symbolic, like, shit, you know? It's, like, it's all, like, mythology building. Mm. They're they're like creating a mythology for their beginnings in this land. So I got a guy I work with, man. And he he's, he's a little not not flamboyant. He's he's bombastic in some of his his talk. So like something's going on and we're having difficulties with a, a municipality or, you know, a, a permit giver or law enforcement whatever. He's like, "Yo, Scott, man, you need me to come down. I'll put my foot on his neck." And that's like one of his phrases that he uses. And now I see this in the Bible. There you go. Putting foot on neck. Hmm. I'm going to ask him if he's religious. Where it originated from. I'm going to ask him if he's a religious dude. So it continues. Joshua 10, verse 26. Afterward, Joshua struck them down and put them to death. And he hung them on five trees. And they hung on the trees until evening. At sunset, Joshua commanded, and they took them down from the trees and threw them into the cave where they had hidden themselves. They set large stones against the mouth of the cave that remain to this very day. Yeah. All right. So what's the purpose of putting their feet on their necks and then Joshua killed them himself? Because I understand like Joshua, like the whole congregation is like Joshua. Well, it's like Eddard Stark. You know, if you like... If you make the verdict, you have to carry out the fucking oh, justice. Oh, all right. So so the foot on the next was just some, some symbolic shit like you were talking about to like make them feel good about themselves. Look, man, these five kings are the most powerful five kings in the kingdom, right? So what does it tell the congregation of the Israelites to see their leader Joshua with fucking summoning like his like commanders or whoever to like or regular people? Go ahead. Put your feet on these fucking kings' necks. Because they might still have doubts. Like, we don't do this to these kings. Look at how awesome we are, man. Nice. Nice. We're we're putting our feet to these powerful men's necks. Now, Joshua puts him to death, death and he hangs him on five trees. Now, this happens to be five kings. So I was wondering, did he hang each of the king on one of their, a separate tree? 
Well, did he cut them up and put parts of them on each of them on all five trees? We can assume you it's one You think that's like one. the first Christmas tree? <laughs> you think that's the origin of the Christmas <laughs> <I don't> tree? <laughs> oh, so somebody posted a fucking video of a deer, a male. I mean, a male is a deer, right? Right, because a doe, a deer, a, deer, a female, a female deer. deer. And he a had buck, a, buck, a, buck. a buck. That's right. Yeah. So in his antlers yeah. was the head of another fucking buck. Like its no antlers way. were stuck and the whole like it was just uh, disembodied from the fucking middle of the neck. And it was just the head attached to this other buck that was that alive. sick. Yeah. You know that whole thing is about mating. It's like, who's the strongest yes, male? Of course, I know. Imagine walking up, hey, ladies, check this out. <laughs> like, damn. So, That's like an alpha, alpha male. So what I heard was like, there are different ways that that can happen. <laughs> so sometimes they get attached and they both die. Right, right. They both get stuck. They can't like, oh, they stupid. can't, you know, yeah. disattach. Um, sometimes the first one dies and the other one can't get it off. That's a drag the body. But then predators come around and eat the dead one. You know? That's Sometimes fucking what crazy. happens is the one that's still, like, uh, one of them dies. The one that's alive is somehow able to carry on. They drag the other one around eating. Carry until on. Until the other one, like, decomposes and just, like... You know, the neck like comes off so or whatever. Right. So there's like all these like ways that it can happen. But either way, it, it was super cool. I'll send it to you. It <laughs> yeah. The you craziest thing I've that. ever seen. You said one lives and ends up dragging the body and it carries on. Yeah, carry on. Carry on. Yeah, I That's heard like you. a corpse. I, I heard you. I, like I wasn't ignoring you. I just, yeah. I'm just saying. Um, don't, be, don't, be, don't be a dick all the time, man. So but let's wait, wait. Before we go any further. Yeah, go ahead. So now they set the large stones against the mouth of the cave. So think about what this whole process took. The guys hid out in the cave, and you know the Gibeonites had to do this because they're the, they're, the, they're the hard workers. They had to pile all these rocks up to trap them in there, and then they had to take all the rocks down to pull them out for the spectacle. Then they threw the bodies in there, then they had to put all the rocks back up. Okay. It's not easy being a Gibeonite, man. So there you go. So that is like, for their lives, this is what they have to do now. Yeah. They have to, they're the stone cutters. Yeah. Um... So they set the large stones. Joshua took Makata on that day yep. and struck it and its king with the edge of the sword. That means like, you know, they fucking killed some motherfuckers when you're like striking people with the edge of your sword. That's like the slicing. Edge. Yeah, the hilt is like the... the, the, the yeah, the like edge of the sword means you're slicing motherfuckers up. Yeah, I bet you no one listening knew that, man. Yeah. They, they needed you to tell them that. He, <laughs> Swords kill. I've so, looked, swords don't kill people, Rusty. I've looked Israelites at the, kill people. I, I've looked at the demographics of our listeners. They they probably need to be told. Joshua took Makeda on that day and struck it and its king with the edge of the sword. He utterly destroyed every person in it. He left no one remaining. So again, okay. another town completely destroyed, completely annihilated. And he did to the king of Makeda as he had done to the king of Jericho. Do you remember what he did to the king of Jericho? Eh, killed him. <laughs> yeah, I think they like think put him, him up on out for display yeah, or something. Until sundown. Yeah. Didn't throw him in a cave, though. All right. Then it goes on. Then Joshua. By, pat- the, way, by the way, men, women, and children. Everybody's everybody. Everybody. Right. No, everybody. Continue. Everybody. Everybody. Right. Because right. we can't we can't let that lapse. Well, People need, that I was going to save. Everybody. I was going to save the men, women, and children ah, because sorry, we man. this that was only the first town that sorry. they talked sorry, about. Man. Sorry. Then Joshua passed on from Makeda. And all Israel with him to Libna and fought against Libna. 
the Lord gave it also and its king into the hand of Israel, and he struck it with the edge of the sword and every person in it. He left no one remaining in it, and he did to its king as he had done to the king of Jericho. And then we go on. He goes, well, this one's important. This one's a little different. Next, Joshua passed on from Libna and all Israel with him to Lachish and laid siege to it and assaulted it. The Lord gave Lachish into the hand of Israel, and he took it on the second day and struck it with the edge of the sword and every person in it as he had done to Libna. The king, then King Horam of Gezer came up to help Lachish, and Joshua struck him and his people, leaving him no survivors. <laughs> so so <laughs> Horam was like, hey, Lachish, I got you. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> No, no, no. You know what? <laughs> so, King Horam of Gezer, right? You know who he was? He? he was the guy in the Moroccan market who confronted Indy Jones, Indiana. You know, he's the yeah. guy that was like, he showed up like twirling like the yeah, sword yeah, around yeah. and then just got shot. Do you think maybe we were mispronouncing this? Maybe it was King Horam of Gezer, not Gezer. Gezer. And it, that's maybe how Yo, uh, the Gezer, fuck, old Gezer old showed Gezers, up. Yeah. yeah. And so from Lachish, Joshua passed on with all Israel to Eglon, laid siege to that town. Then he went up with all Israel from Eglon to Hebron. They assaulted that. Then with all Israel, they turned back to the beer and assaulted that. Well, I, I, I have something to say about the beer. Go ahead. He says, then Joshua with all Israel turned back to the beer. Did they miss the beer? Well, they forgot about it. And did the, the, the beerites were like, Oof, we got away with Whoa, the one. that was a close call. Oh, shit. And then someone stepped on a stick, like, when it was all quiet, yeah. and made Joshua turn around, and like, ah, you're not getting away they with this. Them. And they fucking, yeah. And so, long story short, they fucking, in uh, Joshua 10, verse 40, so Joshua defeated the whole land, oh. the hill country, and the Negeb, and the lowland, and the slopes, and all their kings. That's fucking racist. He left the slopes. He left no one remaining, but utterly destroyed all that breathed, as the Lord God of Israel had commanded. And Joshua defeated them from Kadesh Barnea to Gaza, and all the country of Goshen, as far as Gibeon. Joshua took all these kings and their land at one time, because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. Then Joshua returned, and all Israel with him, to camp at Gilgal. So, I mean, that's like he basically rampaged through this particular region. This is so gross. And, you know, destroyed all these towns, killing everyone. I want to comment on you uh, saying Slopes was racist. Yeah. You're referring to Asian people, right? I'm not sure. I just know that Slopes was like a The only time I've ever heard the word Slope used as like a racial thing was in Pulp Fiction. When uh, Christopher Walker's yeah. returning the gold watch, the watch, and he refers to like the, the North Vietnamese as greasy slopes, yeah. And I'm assuming because they have slant eyes, I'm assuming that's what it is. That's the only time I've ever heard that used. I've never heard it since or before. Slope. So maybe slope was slope yeah. like a really like was that a thing, or was it just something for the movie? That I mean, I was? heard it. I know that that's like a slur. Maybe you only heard it in that movie, man. So moving on to Joshua <laughs> eleven. 
The United Kings of Northern Canaan defeated. Before we go, was was Joshua 10 one of the longest chapters so far? Like Joshua 10 had a lot of things going on. Yeah, it seemed like it very, sure. very long. Yeah. It had a lot of things going on. So the United Kings of Northern Canaan defeated. Dun, dun, dun. So, of course, we've just read a chapter in which Joshua and the Israelites are running fucking roughshod. We're not talking about they're just like taking towns over. We're talking about they're killing everyone and everything in these towns. Is it possible that this story has been so convoluted through the years? Maybe the hailstones, maybe they developed like siege technology. Mm-hmm. Like they maybe they had catapults and trebuchets or something at that point. Sure. And maybe these stones were actually the Israelites' weaponry that got lost to history or something. Or they want to... I don't know. Or there's a million Israelites throwing like rocks at people. You know what I mean? Uh, You're going to get hit by a rock. Um, So, of course, uh, Joshua 11 starts. When King Jobin of Hazar heard of this, meaning like the entire conquest by Joshua of this region, he sent to King Jobab of Medan, to the king of Shimron, to the king of Ashbach, (laughs) <laughs> so basically, he's going to send for like a lot of fucking help. Can, can I say this? I just put notes here. I was like, King of Azor sends out the call to Madan, Shimron, Akspa, kings in the northern hill country. Yeah. So that's not even one king. That's kings. Yeah. Kings in the south. Kings in the lowland. Kings in the west. And it's, I just put et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So a great army is put together. Yeah. He's got a whole fucking... With chariots and horses. Yeah. It's if you haven't seen the last Marvel Cinematic Universe movie with like the main like cinematic universe, which was uh, not Infinity War, Endgame. And there's like the final battle scene with like every single MCU character uh, like showing up. This is it. This is like every uh, single. This, this is in New York City. This is this it. This happening right? at Grand Central, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Joshua 11, verse 4. They came out with all their troops, a great army, in number like the sand on the seashore. Oh, you love those references. <laughs> with Well, it's the Bible. The Bible is giving those references. With very many horses and chariots, all these kings joined their forces and came and camped together at the waters of Miram to fight with Israel. So dun, dun, we're about dun. to have like a huge fucking battle. So, of course, and the Lord said to Joshua, (laughs) do not be afraid of them. For tomorrow at this time, I will hand over all of them slain to Israel. You shall hamstring their horses and burn their chariots with fire. By the way, do you know what it means to hamstring horses? It's to cut their tendons, their leg tendons. Yeah, It's a lot of work. But like, like, why would you? Why would you do why that? Would you do that horses, to the horses don't have loyalty. Yeah. Like once you free the horse, he can pull your chariot, yeah. your ox cart. It, it's your dumb. It's like yeah, it's stupid. Maybe Yahweh doesn't like horses. I think. It, I just think Israel's one. Remember what blood. he did to the Egyptians? He I was killed them s- and their horses. <laughs> I was going to say that when I heard, "Oh, they got chariots and horses." <laughs> do you think? <laughs> Pharaoh was back in Egypt watching TV and the news, breaking news, huge army of chariots and horses. He goes, honey, come here. These fucks think this is going to work. We know better. Yeah, Pharaoh hasn't forgotten, man. So, of course, and Joshua did to them as the Lord had commanded him. He hung strum, he hamstrung their horses and burned their chariots with fire. 
So they went up to each horse and cut the leg tendons. Why? Is it only one leg or they did all four legs? You know what the problem is, Scott? You're thinking. You're you're thinking about the logistics of how this was possible. But with Yahweh, all things are possible. The Israelites just want blood of anything. They don't care what it is of. They just want blood. They'll kill clams just for the bloodletting. Joshua turned back at that time and took Hazor and struck its king down with the sword. Before that time, Hazor was the head of all those kingdoms. And they put to the sword all who were in it, utterly destroying them. There was no one left who breathed, and he burned Hazor with fire. And all the towns of those kings and all their kings, Joshua took and struck them with the edge of the sword, utterly destroying them as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded. I like this. (laughs) You like this? (laughs) I don't like this. Wait, wait, why did I just say that? I don't know. So Hazor was like, he was the head of the snake, right? He was the one that brought all these people together. So this is almost like, is this like the completion? This is the completion. This is like the final boss. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's gotten through like all those other guys in Karateka, and now this is like the guy right after the eagle. (laughs) But you better bow down before the princess. (laughs) Karateka, nice. Yeah, don't run up to the princess. They'll be all running up on her. Not, not to digress, but you mentioned Karateka. You know, so I downloaded a Commodore sixty four emulator and actually downloaded uh, Karateka legally. I'm sure. Nice. And I and I played it, man. For those of you that don't know, go Slow. on YouTube, check out Karateka. Go go watch gameplay Karateka and think Spell it how like it lucky sounds. you are to have the games that you have today. Because for us, Karateka. Was like the bomb, like graphically. The move- movements were smooth. Yeah, the animation. Like, this was is like dope, it was yeah. the shit when we were like. You had to wait twenty minutes for it to load. <laughs> when we were in, <laughs> in the eighteen to twenty-seven demographic. <laughs> um, but Israel burned none of the towns that stood on mounds. There you go. So see, these are like ah, so the towns are on mounds. But Israel burned none of the towns that stood on mounds, probably because they can move into them. You know, they're, they're they're, they offer protection. Ah, right? so what are most of the towns? I always said, why did he raise them all? Maybe they were just not like defensible towns. Okay, nice. But Israel burned none of the towns that stood on mounds, except Hazar, which Joshua did burn. All the spoil of these towns and the livestock, the Israelites plundered for themselves. But all the people they struck down with the edge of the sword until they had destroyed them. And they did not leave any who breathed. So, again. So, this actually, when I said before, I like this. I actually read ahead and I was saying I like this to something you hadn't read yet. Oh. <laughs> what do you I, like? I, I'm speeding, man. This is what you like. <laughs> right. I like that he finally left the towns. I didn't realize that they were raised, which makes sense that they left them. Because I thought it was a waste burning infrastructure. But I like that he killed his, burned Hazor because that was the king, of the, the head of the snake, and that was an example. Right. Like fuck you, I'm I don't I'm burning this shit. Oh, uh, so he should have let like the other ones live. No, no, not at this point. No, he I mean the live. people though have nothing to do with anything. What are the people like? They voted what? They voted for they the king. You think that's how it works? Yeah. Right. And I like the fact that they've shifted gears, and all of a sudden it's a right to take the mantle. The like, mantle, the spoils, the spoils Wait. of these towns. Oh, I thought the mantle, like, taking the lead, like, oh, no, 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 being no, no. I mean, charge. like, the guy who took the mantle and they blamed yeah, him okay. for losing the fight. I thought, you were, I thought you were making a pun. That yes. would have been a fucking hilarious dad Damn joke, it. by the way, if you figured that one out. That would have been funny. So, Joshua... Hey, I came up with dismantle. Fuck, man. That was good. Josh, Joshua 11, <laughs> verse 19. 
There was not a town that made peace. I'm sorry. This section is titled Summary of Joshua's Conquests. Yeah. So Joshua, like, you know, he he's basically like conquered like everything at this point. And verse 19, there was not a town that made peace with the Israelites except the Hivites, the inhabitants of Gibeon. All were taken in battle. Dude, I got to stop you. I hate to do this, man. I'm sorry. In the middle of the thing. No, no. I just It's because I realized I have another note here. When they talked about after... About where? Um, where are let's, you? Let's go back to... Uh, Verse 15. Okay. As the Lord had commanded his servant Moses, so Moses commanded Joshua, and so does, but they meant, no, I'm sorry, go up to 12. I'm sorry, 12. And all the towns of these kings and all their kings, Joshua took and struck them with the edge of the sword, utterly destroying them, as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded. Why is Moses all of a sudden getting a shout out here? Like, we're months, maybe years after he died. Like, why is he getting a shout out all of a sudden? I thought we had already discussed the fact that Moses is like the a priori number one like prophet like no one is better than Moses. He literally wrote we did the Torah. Discuss that. All right, we did discuss that. Okay, cool. I'm sorry, man. All right, go back to a summary of Joshua's conquest. Sorry, man. Okay. Eh, listen, there there are no stupid questions, only except stu- they come from me, right? Only except when they come from me. Stupid people. So. <sighs> Joshua 11, verse 19, there was not a town that made peace with the Israelites except the Hivites, the inhabitants of Gibeon. All were taken in battle, for it was the Lord's doing to harden their hearts so that they would come against Israel in battle in order that they might be utterly destroyed and might receive no mercy but be exterminated, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Full stop. Yep. Full stop. What is this bullshit? They made it sound like... The Lord hardened the enemy's hearts, and they came for Israel. So it's still not their fault that they came for Israel. So the Israelites had no choice but to defend themselves. They're almost like trying to say, no, dude, they came for you because you were coming for them. Don't act like you only killed them because they were coming for you. And I kind of felt like they didn't go into it. Like They're making an excuse for their bloodlust here. It's not a very well thought out excuse. But I don't like this, man. I don't I don't like verse 20, man. That's going on my list of really shitty biblical verses. Well, they're making them out to be sort of like the Japanese in World War II. Like the Japanese in World War II, the reason that we had to drop two atomic... I mean, look, we of course we didn't have to drop. Right. But the rationale, I should say, for dropping two atomic bombs was the Japanese people, two... Every man, woman, and child, like, still at home that weren't even in military service, they were going to fight until, like, the death. Or, that was that's what our propaganda told us. No, this is, like, a very true thing. Like, okay. look, when I say every woman and child, I don't, I obviously don't mean every woman and child, yeah. but the Japanese were very fucking involved with, like, the emperor. Sure, and, yeah. yeah. And so, they were resisting tremendously like they were not going to give up yeah we before we dropped those bombs on hiroshima and nagasaki we firebombed tokyo yeah we did for days on end basically destroying the entire city it made hiroshima and nagasaki look like fucking a beach that's actually left out of like the narrative like those nuke those atomic weapons didn't cause as much damage as we did to tokyo with conventional weapons yeah and they still weren't giving up you know what i mean and then we dropped the bomb on hiroshima and then they still didn't give up and then we dropped the bomb on nagasaki 
And it was almost like that scene in Rocky at the end when Apollo like turns to like, you know, Rocky's corner. He's like, come, like after he's like destroyed him, he's beaten him. But Rocky won't like stay down. He keeps getting uh. up. He's like, come on, man. Like, I, you know what I mean? Oh, come like, on, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I think this is talking about those people like that in terms of like, yo, man, they wouldn't give up. They came and fought. We were going to take their land. At some point, they had to realize we were going to continue to do so, yeah. but they kept fighting us. That's why we had to kill all of them. Uh, yeah, again, it's an so excuse. Look, like, if you weren't there in the right. first place, well, we then you have know to kill what? You. Then you don't love America. <laughs> all right? Then you don't love America. <laughs> so, wait. The Israelites attacked Pearl Harbor, and now we're mad that the Americans are attacking. Uh, yeah, all right. I got it. Whatever, man. Do you remember when the Germans attacked Pearl Harbor? That was in a movie, right? Oh, you mean Pearl Harbor, you know, attached to the island that the Americans just stole from, like, an autonomous, like, sovereign people? Do you know, like, I, I believe, like, after we, like, took possession of Hawaii, it was the only kingdom well, I'm sorry, why did you say it like that? Why did you say took possession? Like, we didn't take possession. No. Like, I, you were, like, you, you said it like it was air quotes. Because it's, it's cringeworthy that we took possession. Like, we, like, it was a military operation. We just didn't say, you know, we took possession of a kingdom. I mean, it was and even it, worse than a military know. operation, because it was, like, we weaseled our way in. Like as landowners, like just civilian landowners, mm. and then because we were Americans, as landowners, we were able to get into their parliament. Is that what happened? I really don't know the whole story. Yeah, we tried to get into their part because what the whole point of Hawaii was, we destroyed their sugar like farms in order to um, increase our profits from Haiti. The only reason we wanted like Hawaii. Oh, we destroyed them on purpose, not from over farming or anything. We destroyed it on purpose. Yes, uh, the no, reason we job. wanted Hawaii was because we wanted that whole chain of islands like Hawaii and Guam and the Philippines as shipping channels so we could stop off, refuel our ship, because that was at the same time that we built the Panama Canal. So we were trying to find new markets in like China. We wanted to like ship goods to like China, you know. So during World War II, Japan was like, that's why they were bombing like all those islands. They were preventing us from like helping in the Pacific. See, I was always taught the reason we conquered Hawaii was we could not stand the fact that they had like a 13-letter alphabet. And every word was like 14 letters long. They were too happy. (laughs) The Hawaiians were too like fit and nice looking and like they were too happy. So, yes. I think the longest name of anything like in the world is like a fish from like the the state fish of Hawaii is like literally like 70 letters long. It's like crazy. Yeah. It's unpronounceable to people that aren't from the place. It's kind of like Australian, you know, like Australians like give the, like their animals like the dumbest fucking names. Do they? You're not familiar with this? Like, yeah. Wallabies? Kookaburra. <laughs> Come on, those are great names. So, anyway. So, basically, Joshua has now taken over everything and Joshua 11 ends with... So, Joshua took the whole land. Right. According to all that the Lord had spoken to Moses. And Joshua gave it for an inheritance to Israel according to their tribal allotments. Wait, wait, wait. Let me back you up to verse 22. And the land had rest from war. Sorry, man. Go ahead. Verse 22. None of the Anakim was <coughs> left. None of the Anakim was left in the land of the Israelites. Some remained only in Gaza, in Goth, and Ashdod. Who are these stragglers? Verse 22. Yeah, I know. I don't know who, I don't know who they are. That's why I highlighted it and 
But but it's almost like foreshadowing like this where the resistance is going to form, man. Well, I feel like, again, we discussed this like a little while ago. Like you can insert any group here. So like it's it's a justification to keep certain groups down. So like you could say today, like someone who's read the Bible, you could say, oh, they're just like descendants of like, you know, the Anakims and fuck them. Like we're going to keep them down. Oh, okay. It's just like these are like generic people that you can like assign to like modern day people and say these the Kurds are descendants of. So like, you leave a couple of fucking un you know low lives in the narrative so you can pick on them later on. Correct. Okay, so could could you uh, I, you already did, could you read verse twenty three again? So I'm, I'll start with verse twenty two. None of the Anakim was left in the land of the Israelites. Some remained only in Gaza, in Goth, and in Ashdod. So I guess also these are like pieces of land. That, like, Yahweh doesn't give a fuck about. No oil. Like, you can just go to this fucking piece of land. Yeah. Um, or there's a lot of iron on that land, and Yahweh can't fuck with that that's land. That's right. Like, that's right. he can't be there. I like they mentioned Gaza, because that's actually, like, still a... Pre- like, Gaza Strip is still something in existence. So I, I like to see actual names of places that are actually still here. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's an ancient name, huh? So 23, one more time. So Joshua took the whole land according to all that the Lord had spoken to Moses. And Joshua gave it for an inheritance to Israel according to their tribal allotments. And the land had rest from war. I just got chills. You know why? Is this the end? Like, this, they, they, they own Israel now? Yeah. And then they, Canaan, Canaan, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to live happily ever after in it. Nice. And, and there like will the, never the, be any more trouble from anyone. Land. No one will ever come for them ever again. But did they just take all of the promised land? It seems like... Yes. And the land yes. had rest from war. Yes. So that's, this, this, this is a big is it. fucking They've moment. Got the, they have the promised land. They've taken possession. That's what that whole chapter was about. That whole chapter pretty much was about like um, the summary of Joshua's conquest is like him going from like town to town like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Not even that one. Just whatever. We got the bulk of Israel at this point, though. Yeah, he's gone from Canaan, town to Canaan. town. He, the promised land. Promised land Correct. They has have the promised land. Delivered. Yes. Nice. And that gets us to Joshua 12. The kings conquered by Moses. Nice. That's like a recap. Why? Why Moses? What kings did he conquer? He's dead. Oh, no, no. He, remember King Sihon? He, King Og? He, 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 he kicked some fucking ass. Did he? I mean, according to this, I don't remember. Do you want to go through like, it? Ago. I don't. I don't know. This, this chapter just basically says, all yeah. right, here's all the things, kings that Moses conquered. Yes. And then, and then verse that, seven, the kings conquered by Joshua. And then that, I yeah. want to comment on this, though. Sure. So, so the following are the kings of the land whom Joshua <laughs> and the Israelites defeated on the west side of the Jordan from Balgad in the Valley of Lebanon to Mount Halak, which rises towards Seir, blah, 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 blah. So then it's going to go into like a whole list of like names. <laughs> go ahead. So if I, I have this, and sorry, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it brings back weird memories of like every 9-11 when they read, read the names. So Joshua, the king of Jericho, the king of Ai, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron. My brother, the king of Jarmuth. Um, the king of Lachish. The king of Eglon. My favorite person ever, the king of Gezer. The king of Debir. The king of Geder. The king of Hermah. 
and my dad and everyone's favorite, the king of a, a rad. Right, so so <laughs> it just keeps going. Right. It ends in lowercase. 31 kings in all. 31 kings in all. So that's Joshua. Joshua fucked up 31 kings in all. So I'm going to say... <laughs> Summary of Joshua's fuckery and Moses' fuckery. I think Joshua won by a landslide as far as murder count. I think Joshua was the guy. Well, in all fairness, Moses led the people through the wilderness for forty years. Joshua, I'm, as soon as he took over, went right to war. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring this to like a real life situation at my job. Like I had a guy who we had. We had a massive project at work, and he literally brought us ninety percent of the way. He was. He chose to leave. A new guy took over, and he took us the ten percent of the way. So everybody's like, "Hey, praise this guy!" I'm like, "Well, he took us over the finish line, but there was a ninety yard march right. before." So, so we give Moses his credit, and we'll give uh, the king of, uh, Joshua his credit yeah. as well. But so I mean, the story is, and you know what? And, and, I'm sorry. Yeah, and Moses had to deal with all the insurrections, the internal coups, and all that shit. By the time Joshua took over, these people were kind of chilled the fuck out, like you pointed out. They were trained. They were, they were ready to follow orders. They were trained. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, all right. And they were born already indoctrinated. You know what I mean? True. True. The yeah, other ones, generation. True. Yeah, right. they were not. So these were these were people born into Scientology. <laughs> you know, they were born into the cult. Already. <laughs> Did you see the Scientology commercial at the Super Bowl? No. Oh, there were two Jesus commercials and one Scientology. Yeah, we talked about the Jesus commercials. The I didn't, I didn't see the Scientology yeah. one. And what's funny is there was another commercial with John Travolta like doing a Grease song. That one I saw. And I was like, I wonder if they're somehow tied together if we We talked about them. that in the last Did episode. We? Yeah, you brought that up. All right. You don't even remember your, like, your dad jokes. <laughs> All right. So, um, I mean, the story's moving along. Uh, the Israelites, I mean, this is what the whole, like, Right from the moment that Yahweh met Abram, back when he was still called Abram, before Yahweh decided to change his name to Abraham. Yeah, this is huge, man. This is like, this is it. This is what everything's been working towards. Do you think they're all sitting around and someone's like, I think they're all dead. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I mean, the Israelites, okay. like the other people. You think like they're breathing easy and, they, and one of them looks at another one and goes, Allah, this is when they really chant that song out, yeah. man. You know when you watch a TV series and the series is working towards like a conclusion at the end and like you're anxious to reach that conclusion and then in the se season finale like the goal is like attained but then there's like a little wrinkle thrown in as like a cliffhanger right mm. and then the next season starts off with there's like a half an episode where everyone's like blissfully like existing because Everything's been resolved. Mm. You know, the thing that you wanted to be resolved has been resolved. And you get like a glimpse of what that's like for half an episode before everything gets all fucked up again to set up like the new season. You know what I mean? Sometimes I wish like that blissfulness like lasted a little longer. You know, like you want to experience the bliss a little more. I got you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like. this is what we were fighting for this whole right. time. Like I watched the entire season to see what would happen, you know. And just the fact that, okay, you end with it happening. I want to see how it unfolds now. But we never get to see nah, that. You know what? George Lucas got you, man. That party in the Ewok village at the end of the Return of the Jedi, that was nice. That was a nice length. Yeah, you want to see. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> in the remaster, it was cool because they showed 
planets all throughout the star systems celebrating the fall of the Empire. That would have been nice to see more of that. But no, I'm with you, man. I got you. Man. So sorry, I took your commentary now and like shrunk it down to Ewoks. I know that that, that, that you didn't like. I'm, that listen, now. anything to attract the 18 year olds. I'm sure they're all into the Ewoks. <laughs> wearing a Tatooine just says, "Welcome to Tatooine on my shirt." So uh, we'll see everyone next time for what I only can assume will be a blissful existence in the promised land. Until next time, everyone.